So one of the really cool things about the DNVR bar, we have tons of beers on tap, tons of brick brews on tap. We also have Strava Craft Coffee on tap. Yes, you can get Strava Craft Coffee cold brew at the DNVR bar. I get one practically every time I'm in there, uh, but you can also order it online. You can get 20% off Strava Craft Coffee with the code DNVR20 online at StravaCraftCoffee.com. And Strava Craft Coffee is packed with CBD. It helps cure long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, lots of ailments that you might be dealing with. So check it out online, StravaCraftCoffee.com. You can get it for 20% off there with code DNVR20. Also, if you're in the DNVR bar, you can get their cold brew on tap. Instead of the great show you came to see. That's what you sound Honest. Please cooperate and do your part in keeping this theater quiet so everyone, including you, can enjoy. I was going to say, can we not play the funky music if we're playing the jazz? But you absolutely can. It's even more of an own to play the funky music That's after a long. That's true. That's actually true. Like so just true. A, we, uh, we control our own destinies here on the DNBA show. <laughs> we certainly do. We both <laughs> certainly do. Welcome in, everybody, to the DNBA lounge. This is neither a winner's. I guess it's technically a loser's this is just, lounge. Yeah, this is just a uh, show. This Welcome is a to show. the show. Welcome <laughs> to the show. I'm your host, Adam Mades, joined by my esteemed colleague, Brendan Vogt. I didn't even know we were alive, so I got to figure it out. I really gotta... Are you playing uh, Candy Crush? Is that yeah, what's going yeah. on? Okay. Well, Top Golf, but Top Golf. <laughs> there you go. Uh, then I'm joined, of course, by my less esteemed colleague, Delanco. That's right. Uh, I'm I'm happy to come up uh, from the, the, the rear here. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Say that again. I want to hear it. Let's just uh, revisit what your first line on the show. Uh, hello. <laughs> nice. Not that one. Good Not that one. Um, guys, today we are presented by DraftKings. Sportsbook, an incredible place where you can place live betting action on sports that are taking place. You can go to the ask game right now. I think I might actually get, a, get in on this. What are we thinking Can here? we get a live Eric Betts? Let's see what happens. Hits so on DraftKings. Let's see what happens. Right, you take your time and, okay. and get there and then update us as you get there. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up. You guys can get in on all kinds of the great betting action. Today's episode of the show, we're going to open up by talking a little bit about this game that just happened, this Somewhat pointless to me game. I think Michael Malone would disagree. He'd say it's extremely meaningful. Um, and in just a moment's time, Harrison Wynn's going to come in here and let us know what Michael Malone had to say after this game, and as well as everybody else who talked. I know that Paul Millsap did. Um, but before we get there, let's just talk briefly about this game, guys, because I don't think there's a whole lot to take from it. But number one, the Nuggets didn't play their guys no. that much. They did play them for a quarter, and they didn't look necessarily crisp in that first quarter I wouldn't say it wasn't if you were if you were as I think Michael Malone was looking for this game to sort of mean something encouraging I don't know that you got it what do you think vote yeah I don't think you got I, was anyone looking for it except Michael Malone though? no just and him. that's what I, and I don't even think the players were so my concern level low Malone's probably where it should be as the head coach a little more concerned with with the three the defense yeah i feel like the only thing crisp about this game was maybe the cookie crisp that they ate moments before for, Ooh, for, for breakfast crisp. overrated crisp. overrated it's a terrible cereal. it is a terrible terrible cereal um, the idea is better than the execution i cannot but it really the, the thing that it was like so jarring for me as i was trying to drink as much iced coffee as possible and get the sleep out of my eyes while watching this game was i was like well this is the time that the actual playoff game is going to start I know, well. I know, I know. But it won't be on a Friday. It will be on a Monday. Way worse, yeah, <laughs> way somehow way worse. worse. It is true, man. Like, I mean, our hours as writers are really weird. 
Um, and you is just a weird person. It's really weird. But <laughs> it's just a misfit. Yeah, it's just a misfit. But like 11:30 is like 8:30 for me. Oh my god. 11- I'm only I'm only up for like an hour and a half at this point, Max. <laughs> I know. You know. I know. I'm surprised we didn't see you in a bathrobe or. Should have. If I could have come. If I could have arri- arrived in a bathrobe, I would have. Is it a bigger bummer to get these rough time starts or get the NBA TV slate? Given that a lot of people don't have NBA TV or Altitude right now, I would take NBA TV at well, seven we have o'clock. A bar, I'm less concerned about everyone else in the world and much more concerned about myself. I know, but like Fair I showed enough. up to the bar and they were like, "Hey, you want a beer?" I'm like, "No." Eleven <laughs> thirty. <11:30." laughs> That's so funny. Um, but no, getting back to this game. So, you know, you. I don't know that I had high hopes for this, and I don't know that it was fair that to, for, of Michael Malone to expect, uh, like, you guys only get a quarter, go out there against a great team, and show that you're ready for the playoffs. I personally, if you listen to yesterday's edition of the Notebook uh, episode of the podcast where yeah. I did deep dive, I was really impressed with Denver's defense. And I put yeah. examples up on the list, and it was only a couple of these, um, but there, there was actually plenty of examples of what I thought was solid defense in the last game. This game... I just don't know that you could say, Jokic, you're playing 10 minutes. They better be great. <laughs> I know. And it's not going to matter, and you know it doesn't matter. And, and so, yo, I, we were, we're doing a show about this game, and I could, like, barely be bothered to watch it. Yeah, that's, that's such a good point. That is such a good, that's a really good point. Scott we just could, said, I'm going to end up losing my job over these start times. <laughs> <laughs> you got to prioritize, and the Nuggets do take priority. Good job. I will say, actually, <laughs> shouts to the people that showed up to the DNVR bar today, and they're like, work clothes. <laughs> that's great. I love so, it, man. Guys here, um, yeah, you might want to talk in the microphone We've there. We've got Harrison. guys here just at the bar answering emails on there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is this is the DNVR faithful right there. Absolutely, the, man. The die the true diehards. Why work from home when you can work from our home? When you're Zoom, exactly. People on their Zoom conference calls, like, yeah, I'm totally paying attention <laughs> right Could now. Could you maybe turn the abs down? I've got my <laughs> boss here on my Zoom. Um, Harrison, we don't have any takeaways from this game. <laughs> Not a one. Before you tell us about Michael Malone's takeaways, just tell us your personal takeaways. I mean, I'm glad nobody got hurt. Yep. Yeah, that's a that good was one. the Nuggets' number one goal coming into this game. So thankful when Michael Porter wasn't suiting up. I was like, oh, thank yeah. God. Although I don't know, Tori looked like he came up a little lame on that missed dunk. Uh, em- yeah. Em- emphasis, yeah that was a, emphasis on lame. That was a rough three minutes for the yeah. boy. That was not a great look. Um, my, I mean, I, I've got some takeaways from this game based on the post-game comments, which I thought were pretty. interesting. Well, let's dive right in. Usually we wait a little bit, but why not? I want to yeah. hear what happened on this one. So. Predictably, Michael Malone was pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> predictably. Um, <laughs> Nuggets have the worst defense in the bubble. Yeah, it's official they, now, yeah, isn't it? They were not good defensively today. Gave up a ton of open threes. I think the Raptors shot over 50% from three today. Um, so he was like, to us, I'm sorry you guys have to listen to me because I probably sound like a broken record. Every answer or every question you ask goes back to three-point defense, turnovers, and just total defense. So... Yeah. Um, Malone isn't a flip-the-switch guy. We know this. Like, I yeah, asked him yeah. that point blank. <laughs> great I question. think when the regular season was still going on, he does not believe in flipping the switch. So this was not the game that he wanted to see heading into the bubble. Michael Malone flipped a switch back in, like, 1978, and it just has been on since. Like, he's, <laughs> his, right. his switch is always – he's right. always in the red. Right. So Malone – I think he's that old. Yeah. I, might, I didn't really do good math. <laughs> 1978 is the year I was born. Oh, uh, yeah, he's not that old. Okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a point of reference. Boom, roasted. <laughs> roasted! So Michael Malone says his piece. Then Paul Millsap comes in. And Paul Millsap gets asked questions like, okay, this is what Malone just said. Where are you at on, on the defense, and where's your concern level? And sure enough, Paul Millsap says something to the tune of, you know, it hasn't been great these three games, but I feel like we're pretty locked in. Man. 
It's a great take. And we know we're going to have to turn it up a notch. So it was a pretty interesting comparison there between those two. So we've talked about this before. Jokic is the exact same way. Did he talk today? No, it was Paul Milsa. He didn't need to. He talked and to PJ he, Dozier. He talked after the last game, the last yeah. media availability. And he said the exact same thing. Are you concerned? Mm-hmm. I'm concerned, but not very concerned. Like we have another gear. Basically saying we have another gear. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing I wonder. I mean, look, I don't think there's a disconnect between coaches and players. I really don't. As much as like them saying completely contradictory things indicates. I just think that there is management and there is labor. And there is management always saying work harder. And there's labor always saying we want more snacks in the snack, tr- snack room. <laughs> and it's yeah. just sort of that tension. And wait, are we allowed to ask for more snacks? Yeah, I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> you guys didn't... You guys, Wait, wait, what? Oh, wow. Okay. Adam, by the way, Adam's on management. I am definitely management here, so. (laughs) (laughs) We'll work a little harder. We'll get you snacks, guys. But, um. Just backed himself into a corner there. I think there's a natural sort of, I would say, perhaps dialectic between the two perspectives. Uh, You you know Hegel. That was good. Um, So I think there's a natural sort of push and pull that both things are simultaneously true. Even though they're, they're they're sort of opposite, um, do you have? I mean, am I right here about Hegel's dialectic? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, let's talk about that for twenty minutes. I mean, I think you're right about your perspective here on what's happening. I mean, the, Malone is never going to turn that side of him off, as Harrison just alluded to. This was predictable as ever, but it does seem to me like the players, and when it comes from Paul Millsap, he's really the player that cares about defense the most. And he's also the guy that probably has the longest view on right. a pl- like going from regular season to playoff yeah, as the Avs go up three two in the third. Uh, just, just so everybody knows, I just won the bet I placed. Oh, yeah. yeah. DraftKings forty dollars. I'm buying snacks. I'm getting oh, yeah. cookie crisp for Omar. Rayvon can get some honey honey bun. Yeah, yeah, with, three minute, with three minutes, three left minutes in the third. to go. I bet for the Avs to score next, um, Dude, plus 300 a, on It's been really hard baby. to do the show while that was going on in the background. <laughs> um, but uh, what was God. I saying? Oh, yeah. Out of I anybody, wasn't listening. Out of anybody, Paul Millsap has, like, the longest view yes. of transitioning from the regular season to the playoffs. And so, so he's, like, the best one to speak on that. And this team has given Malone what he's asked from them in terms of playing really hard to get that defense better over the course of full regular seasons, but I think they understand that at the end of the day, they're not built that way. They're not a tow truck, yeah. and maybe it has to be a concentrated effort for a quarter where they dial in and lock in and play good defense, and so like you look at that Clippers game, the starters came out, they busted their asses in quarter one, and then yeah. I think they knew they weren't going to finish that game, and at a certain point, it gets hard for Malone to ask them to stay prepared like it's the playoffs when they know they're not even going to play the full four quarters. I'm reminded of this great episode of Full House from back in the day. Oh, well, you're going to have to narrow that down. I want to talk about this show I think they were, miss. yes, I can't miss. This is hitting our audience where uh, I think it was DJ learning to drive a car. Classic and Danny, episode. very uptight, very, very uptight, made a, it was a classic episode. one. Where Uncle Jesse, a little too loose. Little and, too of course, loose. she crashed the car, the oh, classic, right? Heavens. So heavens. I think uh, this is a very forced metaphor is uh, really highlights that I think Malone sort of, I think he sort of has to be that guy because the team is so relaxed. That he has to be so this way. This is my take. If he wasn't doing this, the team might swing a little too hard. Right, the yeah, he's right. got to keep them Let's just crash. <laughs> Let's study the defensive game plan on Monday morning before tip-off, and we'll be jo- good. Jordan's really impressed with you finally catching up on your pop references with Full House. <laughs> am, I, am, I more, am I current? <laughs> but with your Full House references. <laughs> but it's good to know that maybe, like, I don't know if this literally happened, but maybe Millsap's in the locker room. The players are talking to each other like, yeah, oh, look, no, guys, yeah. we look good when it matters. Try not to sweat it. Try not to. Coach is going to coach. I've um, always... I always got more nervous watching sports than playing sports and yeah. I think a lot of that is because sure. you're you feel in control I actually this is why when my wife's driving in the mountains I feel like we're gonna crash 
Because you're driving downhill, there's the tight turns, and I'm just like, you might want to slow down here. But when you're driving, I could drive like 100 miles per hour, and I'm like, yeah, I just have full control. Like, I can feel it because I'm the one driving. And I think this is sort of <laughs> not a good metaphor. You want me to go like back it. to Full no, House? I, no, I, I hear you. Go. <laughs> better so, than Full House. Your better. first successful pop culture reference, though, on this yeah, podcast. Well, so well whatever. Yeah. Um, so I just I, I, I think there's a lot of that going on. The players can sense what they did. And like I said, when I watched the tape of the, the Clippers game, I was like, man, that defense is on point. I bet if you watched the first quarterback of this one, too, Maybe it there's was a, little more. a lot better than the finished product. All right, we might have spent too much. Although, Harrison, I'm ashamed. You buried the lead. You barely. You talked to Paul Millsap, <laughs> yeah. and you did not give us one of the great photos in Paul Millsap history. If we can go to this, I mean, yes. check check Get this out. Look at this energy magic. here, man. I, I really teed that one up so for the production team. Does anyone remember team. when LeBron James was down three games? Well, you're go, we're, we're ahead of ourselves. Here we go. Oh, look at this. <laughs> look at Paul amazing. Millsap on the left here. That, that is that. amazing. One of these guys looks a lot more comfortable than the other, though. In that, in that. I don't know. Up. I think they both look equally comfortable. I just, I like the idea that you wake up in your little hotel room and then you get on a little a golf cart and put on a medallion yeah. oh for sure yeah <laughs> you like just a putter across disney world <laughs> putter great use that of is the look there. of a man who's been golfing every other day in the bubble <laughs> which he has been and performing some magic in between this is, a, this is the, honestly the coolest paul Millsap has ever looked <laughs> i i said he looks like both characters from white man can't jump do you have that poster <laughs> he somehow looks like both does he not was that not, was that not accurate that I, is i did send the uh, let's see accurate <laughs> there that it is, is debilitatingly see, uh, accurate oh man we're really uh, Wow. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to come back to that. Um, we'll do it. Live. There, there it is. is. There he it like is. He looks like both of them, right? A little really bit of a, combi- a combination. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we have to talk about the king of the game, guys, because DraftKings sponsors yeah. us, and then they would like us to, and it's really weird to give a king of a game. Am I allowed to be the king of the game for just winning my DraftKings bet? You might bet be the king live of the game. Here on you this might, it might <laughs> be you. Know you. What? No. No. <laughs> no? Okay. No. Um, Harrison, king of the game for you. Can I be the treasurer of the game? <laughs> <laughs> the treasurer of the game. <laughs> secretary of the game. <laughs> Paul Millsap's always secretary of the game. <laughs> uh, Dozier. PJ Composure. Yeah. Five of six from three. Yeah. PJ Dozier. PJ Dozier with a three-point shot is like a like fringe all-star. <laughs> a a six-six point guard with a three-point shot is like a upper-level rotation player. Great this wingspan is, this and is reach. second reign as king of the game in the bubble. It's been a big That's how bubble. you know it's the bubble. It's been a big bubble for PJ. Dozier. It's been a big bubble. It has been a big bubble. Um, I mean, I don't it, even know who else we would give it. It's got to be PJ. The shot is in. I mean, I do feel like PJ is the kind of guy where like we'll see him get into a, a rhythm for a couple of weeks, and then we'll see him go cold, and like really nothing changed in the process. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know but, who else is like this? Tori Craig. I yeah. talked about this yesterday. Tori. Oh, <laughs> almost got an, an empty, empty netter. Net situation. Oh, almost an empty netter. Um. I think that P.J. Dozier can take some of Torrey Craig's minutes. I think Torrey Craig has a, a huge role, especially in the series. Yeah. We're going to talk about it coming up. But P.J. Dozier provides a lot of that. And when I see games like this, I just think, man, on the offensive end, he's so much more dynamic. He's just um, he's so much more versatile. And uh, he makes the defense like way more nervous to guard. He's just such a bigger threat. He or, can or penetrate. Not, you know, he can make stuff happen on the offense. Yeah, he's a, ball, he's a primary ball handler. Yeah, in the Nuggets offense, Torrey Craig's pretty much just a corner shooter. Yeah. He's more of a corner misser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, P.J. can do stuff with the ball in his hands. He can run, pick, and roll. He can make things happen. Yeah. He, he creates a lot more problems <laughs> for the defense on offense than Torrey Craig. Torrey has had such a rough bubble. Yes. 
He has had a rough bubble. He has had a rough bubble. Because um, every, I feel like every it's ten, get better in the playoffs. Every tenth game that Tory Craig plays in, over the course of a regular season, he usually has like one standout game. You know. Yeah. Definitely has not had a standout game in the bubble. Well, there's two other players I want to talk about before we move on to the preview portion of the show, um, which is going to be the majority of it. But uh, Jamal Murray, to me, he only plays in ten minutes. Basically, ten the first ten minutes of the game. That's not it. Not basically, literally. Four goes four or five from the field. Has eleven points. Jamal Murray, I don't want to say he looks the best he's ever looked, but he's looked the best every game. Like we've seen him look better than this. I'm so one ready. One game and then not I am the next. So ready. I feel like he has not really had bad quarters. You know, it's been all good stuff. So, um, so wow, look at that. Look at our graphic with the Clippers logo on it. Wow. I I used to feel like when <laughs> when Jamal Murray, uh, I used to feel like when Jamal Murray had a less than stellar game. He was often weighing the team down, not just not helping them yeah, win. He's true. found. I think that baseline's higher this season, maybe again in the bubble than the, those 65 games. He looks like a guy who, okay, the, my shot's not there tonight. I'm gonna bust my ass on defense. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. The playmaking's point. been great. Uh, I'll find different ways to affect the defense. I'll penetrate yeah. more. So he's just looked shifty, strong, and like really ready to step up for the moment. Yeah, and it's also like when you know dis. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. When he was out for those few games, That's and great. we're in the relativity this. of time that is the bubble, where yeah. we've had eight games, but it feel like it feels like no we've been in guards. the bubble for four yeah. years. Yeah, when right. he, and then we just saw what it looked like without Jamal Murray on the court, and that for him to come in, and you're just like, oh, you just take a, a, a sigh of relief because you're like, oh, okay, there's another guy who can make a shot. There's another option here. It's not just Nicole Jokic having to try and take the game over, find, you know, maybe we get a, a shot made from Torrey Craig. It's just nice to have competent players on defense, it's, it's yeah. just, or on offense, rather. Um, shooting a lot of threes, too. And he's shooting yeah. them well. Uh, yeah, five in 25 minutes a game, so that's more. He shoots about five and a half in 33 minutes, so, yeah, yeah it is a little bit up. And I, I really think he's, like, his confidence is, like, his clearly confidence is so high. risen. You know, when he's gotten... He's gotten jacked, dude. He's swole. And I know, it is true. Put a little muscle on. He's like at the beach strutting. He's strutting, baby. I love and it. I also think there's this new dynamic now. People like us are all talking about Michael Porter Jr. People the Nuggets like new star, second best player. <laughs> and some people have asked the question, how does Jamal respond to that? I think Jamal sees opportunity yeah. to get better, yeah. to win as a basketball team, to further his own legacy. And so when he looks at that, he's not going to see a threat. He's going to see an opportunity Absolutely. and get after it. Jamal Murray looks great. I have to... I have to Oh, here it is. A little empty netter. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe it. And an uh, icing call. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't want to. I have the ender on this. So. <laughs> I think can, you're safe. Nine <laughs> seconds left here. Um, yeah, I you think. You have a bet going on every game. That's I really, going guys, on not now. only am I become every a bat. Uh, yeah, now I, I'm not only a basketball analyst now in my life somehow, I'm also a degenerate gambler. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, get the hell oh, yeah. for real. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but I think Jamal Murray, guys, I'm I'm as confident as I could possibly be about him specifically yeah. going into the bubble, and I think for me that's that's really exciting because Michael Porter's awesome. Jamal Murray's second most important player um, going into this. The last yeah. guy we need to talk about today, guys, Bull Bull gets twenty. He gets twenty minutes tonight. No, he gets fifteen and a half minutes tonight. He goes for eight points, four rebounds, two assists. The passing again. He had another like like absolute dime. Um, you can hear behind us. That's the noise of the uh, the abs winning. Abs win. They're up 2-0 That's now, everybody right? downstairs hearing that I won my bet. There <laughs> they are. Unbelievable. Um, hey, the DNVR Sports Bar. Seriously, you come. We're talking Nuggets upstairs. They're watching the abs downstairs. Yeah. It just socially stops. Socially dis. I'm telling you, there's like groups of two at tables, people that know each other, and they're 10 feet apart. Um, and then you can't like literally can't go closer to that. <laughs> Everything's set up. But um, so, Bull Bull tonight, takeaways. 
So in transition, you tweeted this out. In transition. Yeah. Jack's a three. Jack's a three. We've also seen the passes now. It's just another guy that's, like, willing to sprint the floor in transition, get the Nuggets going, and also, I mean, if he's just going to pull up from three, yeah. what do you do? I love it. Um, and then the, the post-up the post up jumper or the little fadeaway might be the most unblockable shot in basketball. Yeah. Those are my takeaways. For sure. He had a tough night on defense for sure today. Just a yeah. tough game overall for him. But that happens. And uh, I asked Paul Millsap about just what he thought of Bowl over these eight games because Bowl hadn't played, hadn't practiced with this team, you know, pre-hiatus. And I thought Millsap was a good veteran voice to give his assessment. He said that Bowl has shown, quote, that he can be a superstar. Yeah. You were expecting a very tempered Millsap. Coming from Paul Millsap. That's significant, I think. I agree. Paul Millsap's such a G, man. I mean, so much wisdom. I'm so curious what. So much basketball. I'm just so curious what happens to him this offseason because, in my mind, Jeremy Grant replaces him, minutes, everything. And then I'm just like, is he even a backup? Is, Is he. Is he on the? Is he Mike Miller? Does he like slowly become the Mike Miller role where it's like, yeah, we'll give you a, a couple mil to sit on the bench and just kind of play golf while everybody else plays basketball? And every opportunity he's gotten to answer he's better quest- than that, questions like those, I mean, he's shown Millsap likes it here. Millsap loves these young teammates, and this yeah. is a guy who yeah. has spent his whole career trying to get to that promised land, and he's he's in with a young, talented group now that he's told us explicitly he thinks can get him there. So, yeah. you know free agency gets complicated someone can always overpay but you get the sense that this phoenix. is a dude <laughs> phoenix. phoenix yeah this is a guy who's right where he wants to be yeah. right now and he has the back of the young guys in denver he's not yeah. just passing through it really seems like this team has good vibes um on it unless you talk to michael malone such a painful point i guess we have to end it there uh let me take our first break on the other side though we're going to start our preview we're going to look ahead we're done Done. We're done with the regular season. We're done with the bubble Holy season. Holy Can we take a moment? We just got through the regular season. <laughs> wow. Thank God. We talked about this before. This regular season we has been it. the longest stretch that's of true. my adult life. Yeah, that's true. And we are we officially it. done with the regular season. Wow. No more seeding games. Let's take a moment here. Hopefully ever. Yeah. All right. Take, take us away. What are we talking about? Well, we talk sports. We talk Denver sports at this bar. And we also talk about Breckenridge Brewery, the Ooh. official beer of DNVR. That's a great point. I would tell you about that Mile High Copper Lager. Um, the 15-pack, don't bother. You can't. If you're in state. You can talk about it as a memory. If you're out of state, go ahead and punch it into that Breck Beer Locator. You might find some luck. If you're in state, you're out of luck. Forget it. you got to find a new beer. How about the Avalanche Ale? The Avalanche are on a roll it. right now in the postseason. Uh, the classic American mm-hmm. Amber Ale blends pale chocolate and caramel malts to create a well-rounded, flavorful beer. Mm-hmm. Car- caramel malts are my favorite. Caramel, it's a, is that an East Coast pronunciation? Yo, I, 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 this is a word that I've, I don't even know how I myself pronounce this word. Yeah, I, it's I true. Switch, I say caramel. I, yeah. I do, too. I flip-flop, too. Yep. Last night, I'm like, man, I really, I really am living out my dream. I have the dream job. Here I am, like, <laughs> just getting roasted. You're online. upset because I made fun your of caramel. I just remembered I hate this. Is um, cool? <laughs> well, if you could have caramel as a as a uh, w- reward for a tournament. If you would like to try Breck, be- Breck Brew, but you haven't yet, the Avalanche Ale is their classic beer. It's the one people have been drinking for years, so, so check you it can out. Literally I'm see telling Bruto you guys, me personally, I feel like yep. we're about three weeks too early. September 1st, Avalanche Ale is in. It's me personally. Some people there feel in a little fall. This 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 beer is purely thematic at this point. It is thematic. Yeah, you're right. We also have to talk about WT Golf. WGT Golf. WGT. WGT Golf. Thank you. WGT World Golf Tour. The number one rated mobile sports golf app in the world. So tournament this weekend. What is the tournament this weekend? Let's decide about right now. The asterisk. I thought it was like the asterisk. We're gonna call it the asterisk open. 
Um, and it's going to be... Everybody says asterisk. We're, uh, that's true. That's though. definitely Everyone true. Everyone says it different <laughs> Nobody, and wrong. It's, it's not really a we word. We did not think that through with Quest for the Asterisk. Oh, we thought, <laughs> we really, we thought no, it through. No, we definitely <laughs> thought it through. <laughs> we thought it through, but we, 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 our hands were tied. No, so go ahead and play in the Asterisk Open that was founded just right here and now. Yeah, we'll get that together, <laughs> and you can find it. Um, we have three clubhouses. If you've already signed up, you're in either DNVR or DNVR2. Um, you got to check out DMVR3 now if you're a new member. Three, so much overflow, just brimming with all these spectacular, talented <laughs> virtual golfers. Uh, so if you're in any of those clubhouses, you can enter our tournaments, and they're every weekend. Fantastic. Way to get through that read very quickly. Um, so <laughs> thanks to everybody that's watching, and especially if you're watching on YouTube, our preferred platform for you to check us oh. out. If you're watching, go ahead and throw a like down there, throw a comment. While you're at it, throw a subscription. Why don't you subscribe Why not? to the channel? You throw won't miss some money. anything, including... I do the list for DMVR members, but I always throw one free one up on YouTube. Tip. Just to kind of, yeah, just a little like, hey, here you guys go. Sample. I have a question for you, all of you. Is this a winner's lounge if the Avs just won and we're sitting here? I yes, think it it is. Is. We don't care it's at all point. about that We Nuggets made game. it through the seating round. This is a winner's lounge. Yeah, this is a winner's it. lounge. Um, let's turn our attention here, guys. Um, the Utah Jazz, I mm. found it interesting. I've been talking to a lot of people, both Utah people, Denver people. Denver wanted Utah. Utah wanted Denver. Yep. I think that makes for, let's forget the analysis part. I think that makes for an intriguing one. I like when two teams, it's so rare that two teams want each other. Yeah. You know, it's usually like, oh, sh- shit, we got this team and I didn't want it. I, I think that makes for some intrigue because somebody's going to have their heart broken and, God, I hope it's not us. Yeah, and these are two teams that are, their paths, their histories, and recent memory certainly intertwined. Two fan bases that would love to look the other in the eye and say definitively, we know our team's better. I saw a Reddit yeah. comment one time that was like, I always forget that the Jazz and Nuggets aren't the same team. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you feel like, like some East Coast a holes, you know, or something? Don't you feel like they just know each other inside and out by yeah, now? Absolutely. They play each other four times a year. They're in the same division. So they I'm, both had kind of the same team for these last couple of I'm years. I'm going to have to sort of disagree with you. Is uh. that you catch that reference? Yeah, it's from Office Space. Go ahead. One person got it. Um, and that <laughs> is, space. and that Overrated. is this. So, no Boyan Bogdanovich. Because you've never worked. Completely in changed how they are. They're taking more threes. I got this one from from David Locke, fantastic guy, covers the uh, the Utah Jazz, and also my boss. So I had to say yeah, that. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, he uh, he was talking about how the Utah Jazz have gone from taking. I think 38 th- or 35 threes a game to now 42 threes a game, meaning Ooh. they've really changed. That's a, that's a huge jump. I mean, taking seven as a team or three points a game. A Spursian jump. A Spursian jump, and that's during the season. So from We witnessed that in the game that we played against them where they were just jacking them up. So, and then the other piece of this is Michael Porter Jr. makes this team different. Not having Will Barton and Gary Harris makes this team different. I feel like the Denver Nuggets of the bubble are different from the Denver Nuggets outside the bubble in meaningful ways. So... Do the teams know each other inside and out? In some ways, the key yeah, pieces. Some ways. But in some ways, I think there's a lot of room for, for this to be different than, than what we've seen. And that's probably more – I mean, it's scary for both Utah and Denver. But, I mean, Utah without Bogdanovich was so containable. They were just, like, so vanilla. But you add the fact that they're shooting more threes, they've opened it up. Yeah. That makes them a lot more dynamic you know, than – if they were just the team they were in the regular season without Bogdanovich. Are, have we officially slipped into the Jazz Top Concerns um, segment? Um, not yet, we okay. haven't. No, we're, not, not yet. We're, kind of, we're sure. kind of doing a broad okay. overview. I know you're very excited for that. Well, I just um, want to make sure that I didn't make a, a graphic. You know what, we can. We, we can. we can go ahead and already move on there. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we start to frame this conversation by our biggest concerns with the Utah Jazz. If there were a graphic, like, oh, my God, look at this thing. Yes, Jesus. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, uh, Kenny G. There's a lot, a lot to be concerned about with the Jazz here. Do you work for Clutch Points? <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. I think moonlighting as Clutch Points. Oh, graphic designer. 
all this I should time. Have th- I should have thrown some bubbles in yeah, there. Yeah, some bubbles coming out. <laughs> I should have put some <laughs> bubbles in there. Um, no, but seriously, what? Uh, I'll start with you, but what is, what, what is, would you say is your number one concern about this series? From the Denver perspective? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Quinn Snyder? Man, I love it. Coaching? Yeah. Um, and a guy who knows how to throw together a pretty pr- effective def- defensive game plan, and to Harrison's point, a guy that's seen plenty of Jokic. So... That would be my main... I think if you look just sort of matchup and talent, it's Denver all the way. But I actually think that's the biggest wrench in this equation. Mm. Um, I'll go, like, <clears throat> for a player. My biggest concern on the Jazz is probably Donovan Mitchell. How do the Nuggets guard Donovan Mitchell? Can they guard him? If that seeding game was any indication, it might be some. they might have some trouble guarding him. That's where you really miss Gary Harris, probably. Mm. Like, who's the primary matchup on Donovan Mitchell going to be? Torrey Craig? Yeah, I yeah. think so. And you, you actually, if you remember this, when they played the first time, Donovan Mitchell had four points. And then Torrey true. Craig was on him. And if you remember, that was one of Torrey Craig's great defensive performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and I can't, don't hold me to this, but I think in all three games this year, besides this last one where Donovan Mitchell went nuclear down the stretch, but the first two especially, and even in the first half of the this last one, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell struggled. And I don't know if that's just, it could be a little bit of randomness, it could be Torrey Craig, it could be a little bit of both. But if you look at the players Torrey Craig has been really good against, it's a lot of your head-down Russell Westbrook types, right? Your guys that just attack, and they're so relentless, and that's Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Torrey Craig can match you heart for heart, yeah. right. intensity for intensity, and he's long. Well, then maybe we'll have, maybe I'll we'll have to go see and go back and see what happened in the seeding game then. And if yeah. that was just an outlier. But well, Mitchell was you, also 12 for 33 in that game. He yeah. did get oh, hot right, right at yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah, five points on 30 yeah, I yeah. mean, if you shut down Mitchell, though, if you can limit Mitchell... And make everybody else do the work. I feel like I don't know who or, scores. Mitchell really has to, Mitchell is either going to be the MVP of the series, yeah. Or, or in the Slack, in the Slack, I was like, we're going to get an absolute hero game out of Donovan Mitchell, and then we're <laughs> also going to get a game where he's like ten for forty-four, and vote was like, that'll probably be the same game. <laughs> and that, and the, that's the other thing I would take what Harrison said further. Without Bogdanovich, can't. I mean, if Mitchell scores 35 points, that's fine. Where did the other 70 points come from? I mean, I do think it's – he's the Jordan guy – Jordan Clarkson you're, might be good for 41. There's no right. chance. I mean, maybe. Yeah, but, it, but like, if Jordan Clarkson plays well for th- three quarters, that's bad for his team in the fourth quarter. But Probably. Yeah, you know what I'm game. saying? Like, there's just not enough scores. I think even if Mitchell has the series of his life, you could make a case that Utah doesn't score with them. Yeah. Well, that's why we've seen them pivot to more threes. Right. That's one way right. to make up the difference, you just, know? Just chuck it and, and yeah, I feel it. Like yeah, I feel like they have lost their identity as a team, and they're sort of just now wholly reliant on their physical talents. You know, like they, they just have a big, tall guy. Like, Rudy Gobert will just run the lane, and they'll get it to him, and he'll get some lay-ins. Um, that's very but, effective, though. I mean, for we, sure. We always I, dismiss that because it's not like a turnaround jumper or something. It doesn't take that much... Skill, it's a talent, it's like you know, it, yeah. but it's not. But it's points, actually really important. It's a really good thing. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying like it doesn't lend to any sort of higher strategy. It's okay. sort of like you, you're, they're going to rely on Donovan Mitchell chucking it up, being able to make shots at times. Um, they're going to rely on Rudy Gobert being tall. They're going to rely on Joe Ingles to yeah. try and hit it. They're going to shoot a lot. I mean, but I, you know, I. I I was really. I mean, I don't want to hate Joe Ingles. I might by the end of the series. I, I hate all for you. He's our favorite jazz player. Right? But the thing At is, the moment, like, yeah. But the thing is, like, you. I the, the jazz is a, a squad that I was nervous about this season until now, and now I'm not scared of them at all. So you don't have a concern. I really, honestly, don't. I mean, I don't know if I'm being foolish. Well, let me or, give you a few. Oh my! Because <laughs> I do have a couple. I do think that Quinn Snyder is a very smart coach, and I know that the playoffs are often not about 
you know, how do you match up your best things? It's about where are the weaknesses and how much can you pick at the one weakness? And the Nuggets, sadly, they do have some weaknesses. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. They have a really hard time keeping people out of the paint. Yep. The Jazz have three very good pick-and-roll players in Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and, and, and Jingle and Joe. Mike Conley, 18 points a game in the bubble. He's looked better. He's looking better. So they have guys that can run that pick-and-roll, and it's not going to be just, okay, Torrey Craig shut down Donovan Mitchell. It's going to be Jamal Murray. you got to shut down uh, Mike Conley. Michael Porter Jr., you've got you've to, like, navigate pick and roll and that leads me to number two which is Michael Porter Jr. It's not his offense which I think will be very good. He might be up and down. He might be nervous. You know there might be sure. games where we're like man you need to make these we should prepare like there were against the Clipper ones. We should prepare for it. I'm worried about the defense because I think that what the Jazz are the going to do team? well he's going to have to guard the pick and roll and he and he's going to have if you know that one of his big weaknesses I'm sure <laughs> Quinn Snyder knows is that he doesn't navigate screens very well. If I'm Utah I'm designing an offense that forces him to go through multiple screens and then guard the pick and roll. And I just think if you do that yeah. over and over and over again, I don't know that Michael Porter is going to make a defensive leap during the series. So now you're you can set stack the deck in a way that either you get Michael Porter to not play, or you just kind of like really go at him and so that he's a net negative or a net neutral. And and to me that that would be my concern. Michael Porter's gonna have to grow up in this series, but maybe not in ways that he personally realizes right. just yet. But don't you feel like that? Um, somebody as physically gifted as Michael Porter Jr. is, and what you're talking about is probably more mental mistakes than anything. Like seeing something over and over and over will allow him to sort of make the adjustment. Ideally, right? Ideally. I mean, to me, that seems like, like, you know, like with Michael Porter Jr., we just see him making mistakes and then seeing the same thing, and then he's gotten over them. And like, we've seen him improve in so many facets, right? Basketball's so complex, especially with smart teams, and that's what I'm saying. When yeah. you have three guys that all can play the point guard role and run and play that at a high level that's that's really tough you can't hide it can't be like okay we're going to put him on this guy that doesn't do anything and stands yeah. in the corner and i also think the jazz and quinn snyder it's kind of a little similar to like a spurs type thing where everybody always knows what they're doing a lot of the system is pretty complex but they're super well coached. Yeah. So I don't think you know many guys are are making mistakes right. on the offensive end for Utah. Like they know what they're doing. They're gonna run their stuff. It's complicated. I think the Jazz are always near the top of the league in just like passes per game. Like they always bring their bigs up to the top and get them you know involved in the offense early on the shot clock. Like they just there's just a lot of movement. Yeah. They set a with lot the of Utah screens. offense. So you've always gotta you know you've always gotta like have your head on a swivel with Utah. Yeah. If there was another concern I would put here, and I wouldn't say this is a concern. I would say this is a pivot point. Jokic versus Gobert is going to be a huge thing that determines this game. I think if Donovan Mitchell has a great series and Jokic has a great series, the Nuggets win. Meaning yep. Jokic's best is going to be more impactful than, than Donovan's best, especially mm. since Gobert is so counted on for them defensively that if Jokic is murdering him, their whole defense is going to have to bend in ways they're not prepared for. I just got the jolt. Uh, I know. I'm excited for that. about playoff Jokic. And before we start talking about that, so I love Eric because he's just so confident. I am too with Jokic, although I think I'm a natural pessimist when it comes to sports. <laughs> That's one thing that I we've all sort of collectively chalked up, but it has to happen. We have to see it. We need to have the seven. We need to have that Jokic, the 30-21 yep. tw yep. and 10 Jokic. And if you get that version, none of this other stuff we're talking about matters. Strong agree, and I would also follow up by saying we're absolutely going to get that version. <laughs> Do you feel the same way, Harrison? Because I'm not quite there. I'm, I'm like, if I'm a betting man, I'm betting on it, and I feel pretty good about it. But I'm not like. Hold on, run slow. Oh my goodness. Oh <laughs> yeah, let's find me a line, Eric. <laughs> we know somebody who is a betting man. Just like wearing term, 
like where Jokic is right now? No, I'm just saying if you were to say this matchup, Rudy, just the one-on-one head-to-head matchup, Gobert's going to guard Jokic. Is Jokic going to win that matchup? Not just win it, but handily dominate that matchup? I don't think necessarily. Mm. I think there will be times when Gobert gets the better of him, if it's for a stretch or even a game. I could see Gobert getting the better of him for a game. I don't think Jokic is going to like flat-out dominate this matchup every single second of every single game. Rudy Gobert will have his moments for sure. He'll block Jokic. He'll have a big impact. I think he'll have his moments, but Jokic will outplay him in the end. And I think I also think, like, are those games... So you agree with that. First of all, you agree with that. Okay, so in the la- the last time they played, that was the case for the first half, right? Gobert had his way. Yeah. yeah. And then the second half, and not then so the, much. And then the truth came home. I mean, look, there might be mo- moments, quarters, halves, but I actually think that will have more to do with what Jokic feels like he's trying to do in the moment, which will be related to Howard Jamal and MPJ playing. I think there are going to be some... If those guys are hot, he's not going to shoot a lot. He might not feel it. Whenever there's a sense of urgency, whenever the Nuggets really, really need Jokic to turn it on, I have 10 out of 10 confidence he wins that matchup. I want to hear in the comment section uh, just what, what you, how you predict this will go and how confident you are, because yeah. here's how I would break it down. I would say there is a 30% chance that Jokic dominates this matchup 30-20-10. Like it's like there's, we're not talking about this as a matchup. It's like, my God, stop, throw the towel in for Porgo Gobert. I think there's a 30% chance of that. I think there's a probably 30 or 40% chance that Jokic outplays him, but it's, you know, like you're talking about. There's quarters, there's maybe even a game or, where it's back and forth, and, you know, it's it's a worthy opponent, but Jokic wins it. And then I think there's a small chance. What am I at, 30%? I think it's smaller than that. <laughs> so I did bad math here. But there's maybe like a 15% chance in my mind that, that he actually loses that matchup. And Gobert, and, not just Gobert, but the Jazz as a whole come up with something, and it just flusters him and... and you know, he maybe has a has a bad one. I don't think the odds are very good, but to me, it's at least a possibility. It's are you, are those odds in line with what you're seeing? Are you feel like it's that last one? I mean, is really look, not if the guys option. around him aren't hitting open threes, Utah's gonna be able to limit Jokic. Yeah, but yeah. I, no, man, I don't think. Oh, it's the fourth quarter. Oh, it's a close game. Throw it to Yoke every time, every time. Yeah, I mean, according to DraftKings here, this is the closest series as far as the odds are concerned but the Nuggets are pretty heavily favored almost 2-1 to one, right? Yeah, they're minus, 185. minus 195 well, I'm glad you brought that up Eric because that's my DraftKings pick of the week oh, oh well let's go to a break uh, I love uh, it. and on the other side of this break yeah, on the other side of this break now we're going to get optimistic we're going to talk about jazz Thank concerns for the jazz brutal <laughs> we have to talk about we got to talk about yeah, it these, are, these are our top concerns top jazz top concerns, jazz top concerns. concerns. <laughs> alright Harrison what do you got uh, pick of the week Nuggets are Minus 195 favorites to win the series. I'm not revealing my exact pick quite yet. I'm not revealing the game in how many games I, I think the Nuggets are going to win this series, but I am picking them to win the series. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they are heavy favorites on DraftKings, but that's my uh, DraftKings pick of the week. Nuggets over Jazz in the first round. Vegas is pretty smart, man. I mean, Vegas doesn't – you know, they're not, they're not that wrong too often. And so I do feel like that's a great sign for Denver yeah. that, that they feel this, this level of confidence. Also – but maybe they, they said it there so people are like, oh, Utah, nice value. Yeah. You want, that, you want that nice value. Man, I'm smashing the thunder in that Houston series if I'm looking for a value pick. Really? Yeah. I could, just because Houston's so high variability. I mean, for I sure. could see them absolutely going on a Western Conference Finals run. I could also see them hitting no threes and getting 
ousted in, in round Man, one. Man, Houston losing would be just too much fun. I mean, we, like, you talk about Houston, like Tillman Fertitta just hemorrhaging money, everything goes yeah, dude, I him, want him to thinking see that he's happen. already too smart <laughs> for Mike D'Antoni and Daryl Morey. Tillman Fertitta just yeah. signed up for DraftKings. Also, Houston, uh, well, do we know what's up with um, yeah. do we know what's up with uh, Westbrook? Is he going to be playing? No, he's not. He's going to miss at least the first game. I think they, they're saying most oh, likely a couple. We should talk about this. Is uh, Someone was telling me there's a chance. Mike, did Mike Conley's wife just have a kid or something? I, I haven't. True? Yeah, this didn't come up. I, I wasn't I able to corroborate so. I don't think so. I can't corroborate that either. But are we still on our read? Oh. Uh, yeah, we're uh, still talking about DraftKings here. I'm guessing we have, like, music playing in the background. We don't even know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got a UFC 252 this weekend, and DraftKings has this Do you ever talk into the promo. mic, Harrison, or do you just, uh, well, do you just like... Guys, set up this mic so I have to be looking at you guys while well, Why don't you grab your laptop and drag it over? <laughs> My goodness, Harrison. I have to, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on Harrison's I'm, like, scared to touch these Harrison. mics sometimes. Shows up. You're afraid, like, it's going to zap you? Yeah, DraftKings 252, or UFC 252 this week, and uh, DraftKings has this ridiculous promo for new users. You can bet $1 to win $252 when placing a bet on the big fight. So uh, hit that up on DraftKings, and uh, use code DNVR when you sign up. Make sure to use that code. And like I said, for a limited time, all new users can bet $1 to win $252 on this weekend's main event. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out for new users by offering them a chance to win $252 when placing a bet of $1 on this weekend's big fight by using code DNVR. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And uh, we've also got Manscaped, guys. No better time Your balls to, uh, will thank you. Get on the perfect package 3.0. Your balls will. Your balls with that. We were, I was waiting for the man to stop. Yeah, me too. You interrupt. Well, you I would say you interrupt. I yeah, interrupt. I think we all know. <laughs> yeah. I saw Kale it wearing the shirt today, but with the perfect package 3.0, you get that. Your balls will thank you shirt. <laughs> Which is super fun to accidentally yeah. wear somewhere important super and then realize. Shirt. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not yeah, that that's happened to me. <laughs> but, yeah. You also get the travel bag, and uh, you can get 20% off Manscaped plus free shipping. With the code DNVR20 at manscaped.com. 20% off your entire purchase with free shipping at manscaped.com with the code DNVR20. I just checked out the YouTube uh, chat there. It's popping. Popping. Poppin'. And then I see uh, a lot of people, if you haven't already, hit the like button. It helps it, other people identify the show here, um, especially yeah. Utah Jazz fans, which I really want. I want the Utah Jazz fans to find this one. Really go Come at us. Screen assists are more spicy. important than real assists. All right. Um, the Nuggets. What should the nut Jazz be concerned about the Nuggets in this, this series, Eric? I'll let you go first. You can come in hot. I think that the Jazz should worry about Nikola Jokic. Well, yeah, Nikola we Jokic this guy, yeah. is going to turn into the unbelievable playoff superhero version of himself we've been waiting for all year. We, we go through the low times so that we can experience the highs. He's about to That's pay so us true. off for philosophical Eric. Early Jenner. on when we had to sit and we had to do body analysis, body language <laughs> the, the analysis. The form came up a lot early yeah, on. Yeah, we're, 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 like, we had to talk about how, how he had gained weight and was he motivated? Was he going to blah, It's time for 60-minute in your eye, Jokic. We're we need a hot button doubles. for the male form graphic. Just Get like there. a quick yeah. boom. It, uh, we're gonna. They should be scared of the ascension of Jamal Murray. They should be scared of the arrival <laughs> of let's MPJ. Let, let the man cook. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. ascending and arriving. It's all. It's, this is ISO. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Like, listen, the the Jazz are about to feel the full force of this fully operational. Oh. 
battle station. We're going to get Jamal Murray, MPJ, and Nikola Jokic gunning at you suckers. And you Salt Lake nice. fools can co- you can go watch the Rockies and pretend like they're your team. I feel like this is a WW. Eric's been building up this WWE take for years. Finally, they get a bunch of Utah bases. Listen here, brothers. I'm, sure I'm, I'm just so ready for this. Like I just, I want this conversation to be over. I want the narrative about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and the Nuggets missing out on these two precious little players that are going to get ousted in the first round, wow. never to come up again. That's what they need to be worried about. Wow. wow. I thought I was going to get hot, but... Yeah, well, wow. it's not, I, I'm guessing you're not quite that coming in that hot, Harrison. Well, the pragmatic my, my, take. Let's my go take, from that to the pragmatic so take. my take is a little in line with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love how Harrison says this, says this in the most, like, the most normal, straight-line way. <laughs> I feel like the Utah Jazz are in for a hurdy. <laughs> so, I, I think Chances the Nuggets are, are, what, like, fifth in the bubble in offense? Fifth in the bubble or so? Like Terrible that. in defense, but fifth in the bubble <laughs> uh, in it's been, it's been It's been well covered. <laughs> with, with Jamal Murray... Michael Porter Jr. and Nikola Jokic, I, I think the Nuggets have the potential to be one of the best offenses in the playoffs. Yeah. With those three guys going and playing up to their peak, playing up to their full potential, um, the Nuggets are going to be a very tough team to stop. Yes, the, the Jazz have some interesting defensive personnel. They have Rudy Gobert. They have Royce O'Neal, who's like their version of Torrey Craig. Um, they have Mike Conley, who I, I think is fading quickly. Uh, but... I don't think the Jazz are going to be able to stop Denver if those three are in rhythm. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things the Nuggets have going for them. Yes, Michael Malone's going to be focused on defense. And, and look, I think the Nuggets' defense definitely has to be better in the playoffs than where it's been in the bubble. But I think the Nuggets' offensive firepower is going to do a number on Utah in this series. Yeah, I'd be worried that the Nuggets have three of the top five players in the series. I'd be worried that one of those guys is the definitive number one, um, with one of their ceiling being number two. I'd be worried that that my number two scorer is out. Um, I think they're going to have to rely on the three. Eric, you were big in law of averages in that seeding game. It's kind of a neat little microcosm because they shot the ball as well as they yeah, possibly could have. I keep in coming that first back to half. this. I keep coming back yeah. to it. And this. they played long enough, and those shots just didn't fall. And like. I know math doesn't really work this way, but it's across seven games. I mean, I just don't think they're going to be so able to, to keep up. I go another up. direction with that. It wasn't that the law of averages kicked in. It's that they shot 40% on 55 attempts, which at 55 attempts, that's Houston Rockets numbers. They shot a lot and made a lot and lost. And lost. And so I right. think are you they should be winning that game. I mean, lot. how many games in the series do you think they will shoot better than 40% from the three-point line? I can't imagine. They'll have, like, one. They maybe. might have one, yeah, especially if they're getting that volume. So... To me, that's really, really encouraging. They'd have to really figure something yeah. out about Denver's like the weakness that that we're not seeing that for them to so get there. In my opinion, ready. I am so ready. <laughs> so ready for it. Um, you know, I for me, I think the Jazz actually do have a lot. I mean, if Jokic goes off to me, I just none of this other stuff really matters. Yeah, that's sure. the that's the the starting point. If you're having a bend, they count so heavily on Rudy Gobert being able to dominate the paint and dominate his matchup inside. And if he can't do that, then it's the house of straws. I mean, I, yeah. house of cards. House of cards. It's the yeah. straw that broke the house of, of cards. So, um, Thanks. so Thanks. I think that I think that's obviously one area for concern. I think Jamal Murray playing the way that he has in these. I mean, it sucks that Jamal Murray has only played in four games and really. 
That was not a salute. That was a <laughs> I was going to say, I'll get that elbow out. Honestly, like, gestures have been ruined. Like, earlier, earlier I did, like, a... No one screenshot. Earlier I did, like, an A-OK, like, this is great. And I'm like, oh, wait, but yeah. that can also be, yeah, like, a terrible... Yeah. Like, geez, don't, don't go lying. Don't do any <laughs> symbols or any, any gestures. I'm, pu- yeah, I'm pure of heart and spirit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like a uh, babe in the woods here. Update from Guy who did some fact-checking. Conley has said he will leave the bubble for the birth of his child. We just don't know when his wife is due. Um, so it could be tomorrow. <laughs> She's not even pregnant, but he would. He just wanted the world just, to know. Just that hypothetically. Should, if he were to have a child. They Eric, were would you leave the bubble if was... you were having a child? What, did you ask me? I yeah. thought you said Harrison. Would I? Uh, no. <laughs> Eric just wouldn't have a child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, like, like everybody was a child. Like, Brennan was a child. Are they really that special? At the start of this regular season. Are they really that special? <laughs> Kids. Overrated. Also, uh, That would, like, totally turn a series. Like, I mean, if, if Conley's gone, yeah, I mean, oh. my God. I mean, come Conley on was the, the I mean, you know who season. gets elevated into the rotation if Mike Conley's not in the rotation. Emmanuel Moutier! Oh, oh, my God. That's right. Jordan Clarkson's just in the starting lineup now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Westbrook out game one, but day to day after that. Okay, that was a great update, man. The producers over here. Oh, that is. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that's good to know. I mean, well, this is a weird speculation. I mean, that could become a factor, but I just who knows. Um, I think so. So Jamal Murray, I, it sucks that we only got four games of him because he played really well and really consistently, in my opinion, in all the four games or portions of the great. games that he appeared. And if we get that Jamal Murray, that's a whole other. Bag of a can of worms where it's just like my God. Then you, then you really <laughs> a whole on. other bag of straw. A whole other bag of straw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, just you, you just so much has to go right for Utah, man. That's the hardest thing. To well, do. let me ask you about this one though, because Michael Porter Jr. I think is somewhat of a wild card. Although if you look at his numbers inside the bubble, it's not really. He's twenty-seven points per forty minutes. He's not going to play forty, although he might. Fifty-five, forty-two percent splits, ninety-three percent from free throw line, ten rebounds. Michael Porter's such a, a weird wild card to Denver, and it's nice that in this series, at least, it feels like a little bit of a value add, not necessarily a rely, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Michael Porter, he's another one. Joe Ingles is a really crafty defender, this or that. But guys like Joe Ingles is really good against the guys that have to work hard for their points. Michael yeah. Porter just shoots over him. Yeah. Right. Joe right. Ingles yeah. is 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, and DJ's slow. Six, and ten, slow. Like, six, he's really good at playing the angles and making life difficult and this or that. But yeah, if, like, Michael, to the rim, if uh, Michael Porter drains two or three threes the, the on him in the first quarter, it's like, okay, what are you doing? The other thing to factor in here is that, like we talked about um, – these games that we're about to see are going to look identical to the games that we have seen leading up to it, in that we're not going into a hostile environment. There's no crowds. That's a great point. There, there's not people where it, the you start to feel more nervous as yeah. a player. And winning and so, in Utah for Denver is like... Yeah, like so Michael Porter Jr., this being his first go-round, like, you know that there would be, if he had to go into Utah, and, the, you know, it, you felt the, the the eye of Sauron on you, which was the, you know, like, it being playoff... Uh, sorry, Lord of the I'm Rings, right, Adam. The yeah. eye of Danny Tanner on you, Google. that, like, <laughs> <laughs> that you like you would you could you know like as a as a human being you could like sort of seize up and we don't really have to, to worry about uh, that like he's right. gonna be yeah. locked you know he's gonna be you're, you're much more confident in guys that don't have a ton of playoff experience not being you know like not the moment won't be yeah, too big for them because right. it will be the same moment it's the same seen. as what they've but been playing in. i do think the key will be how does he respond to if his shot isn't falling Right? Does he fade into the background, or does he just keep? Well, I'm still taller than Joe Ingles, right? I can still cut to the rim. I can still crash yeah. the glass. Yes. And, the, and the Nuggets, the Nuggets will need Michael Porter Jr. to be a big factor in this yeah. series for sure. I mean, Gary Harrison, Will Barton, maybe they get back at some point during this series, but I'm not counting on Do them they for anything if they come, meaningful. I mean, Will Barton is, is. I mean, I can't imagine he's 100% healthy in three days because if he was, that means How he was he probably be? 95% today and he would have played. 
So I'm guessing if he comes back, he's not 100%. Do you play uh, – does he even play at that point? There's no chance he starts. Well, it probably gets determined, like, based on how the series goes. Like, yeah. is it going in the wrong direction and you just need to try something different? Maybe you go to him then. But right. the Nuggets are a little thin on the wing w- without those guys. So, like, they, they need Porter to be impactful, and they also need Porter – to get back to your earlier point – they need him to be able to stay on the floor defensively. Right? Yeah, because he's got to play heavy minutes. Absolutely, that's a that's a really good point. Um, I don't think either <laughs> of those guys play. What happened? Would you get a good one? Uh, I would say that it's another reference that you wouldn't understand. It says, uh, "One does not simply walk into the Tanner home." That's a <laughs> <laughs> guy got it. <laughs> I don't know if you it's, the, uh, it's the one guy. Is Which it? Uh, one yeah, one does not simply walk into Airport. No, it's a. Aragorn. Yeah, I'm the dork. All right. Um, but but it, it would powerful it would be, elf uh, comes from the land of the Adam. Oh no, you're the worst. You're the dork who looks down at other dorks. <laughs> he's not a dwarf, you idiot. He's an elf. We're professional basketball dorks, Adam. It's different. Sorry. I, you know, whatever. Um, a lot of overlap here with the listeners. Uh, it, it, it would be... Okay, it would be impossible to count on Gary Harris and Will Barton for anything substantial based on what we know. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Grant's another one. Let me ask you guys this. Is this a Jeremy Grant series, Paul Millsap series, or both series? I think... Oh, go ahead. Grant. Grant. I think Millsap starts these games, and I think Grant finishes them often. I'd agree. Yeah, we've been kind of talking about this... Um, after the, the really good game that Grant had the other day, that we, you know, Denver's going to start to maybe get, start to reap the rewards and get the dividends of that offseason signing. Um, he didn't play, he played okay today, Jeremy Grant. But, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I know, I, but I just mean like making shots and stuff. Okay. Well, I, listen, <laughs> right. they, they, I mean, uh, I'm just saying like, I think. I feel like we're on radio right now. If Jokic brings that type of game. <laughs> He had two points. If he only has two points in the playoffs, I'm just saying, man. Like, I just need an alpha. I, I just, <laughs> you know what? I'm not saying anything. You're not saying anything. I think it's both. I think it's both. I think it's both guys in the series. In part, a little thin. We talk about playoff Jokic having another gear. Millsap today, you saw him looking like LeBron James. Um, you saw him looking like a guy that had some confidence about him. I, I think that Paul Millsap also is like. The bubble, bubble schmubble. I'm too old for this to this crap. I really do think like he does look on the back nine of his career, but for sure. more than any player on the team, and maybe even first team all bubble, like not gonna give you my all. Yeah. And really, I think a lot of his offensive contributions, hopefully in the, in a healthy playoff offense, will be wide open threes Knocking down on threes. the wing. Yep. And he's knocked those down all year. He knocked them down today, so I'm not worried yet. Um, but I'm a, you know, I'm I'm the Millsap defender, so I'm biased. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, the nice thing is you do have Grant that can kind of replace him. Um, Tory Craig, people laughed when the, one of the title something on on a show, a show I recently did was about if Tory Craig's the most important player in the series. Now, when you say, <laughs> well, no, 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 because most important sounds like he's more important. I think it's more that Yoke's a given, Jamal's a given, those guys. But like, mm-hmm. you need Tory Craig to make things hard on to Donovan make, Mitchell. If he's the and primary if, matchup on Donovan Mitchell, he's an integral yeah. part of the then, series. Then so. he's, exactly, and that's the point. But then on the other end, you need him to both make life hard on Donovan Mitchell and while you're at it, knock down one or two threes a game, That'd maybe nice. more than that, and, and nice. not just sort of fumble passes underneath the basket. So I, I actually do think he's an integral part. I think he is too. I think he is too, especially because it looks like he's going to be integral. the Nuggets starting <laughs> uh, shooting guard or small forward, however you want to. 
slot him and MPJ. I mean, Tori's going to be playing 30 minutes a night, most yeah, likely. Here's the, most, here's, here's the best comment of the day. Adam was definitely a bully in high school. I just so want to say, <laughs> you're using this in the past sense. He's definitely a bully right now. Grown-ass man. I'm stuffing you in the locker room. Like, we're all having fun, bro. Like, we're all having yeah. fun. Ha, 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 If you want to be one of the guys, you just have to take it. <laughs> that really is your attitude. You don't believe in Nikola Jokic? <laughs> Get over here. Um, well, all right. Well, now I'm being bullied, so I hope oh, you guys wow. like it. Wow. <laughs> um, Cancel culture. X factors. As I mean, we've kind of talked about everybody Tory, here. Do you Tory. think Tory's the X factor? Tory. <laughs> What's Tory? It's, it's Tory and Jeremy, right? I mean, Jeremy's a great one, man. I mean, I could see Jeremy coming to life and just being, uh, you know, uh, this guy that they don't have an answer for. They don't have a lot of length. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the the main thing about the Utah Jazz, just in general, is that they are backing into the play. Like they. At the beginning of the season, they signed Mike Connolly. They got Boyan, uh, and it really looked like they were putting something special together. Bogdanovich gets hurt. Yeah, yeah. Connolly is sort of like not really. He's becoming, played well. He's played better in the bubble. Yeah, but he's not exactly the piece that they needed, and right. you j- they just don't feel like they are at their their the peak of what they could or should be. Like yeah. they feel less than than they were last year. For That's sure. why the scariest part of the Jazz, this is what we were talking about earlier earlier, the scariest part of them is how they've changed up how they play in the bubble. Like because if they were this pre bubble jazz, yeah, they're the least or like they're the team that makes you the least terrified in the West. But just because there's a little bit of that unknown with how they've switched things up and the more threes and whatnot. No. That's yeah. why they're a little scarier. I think Tory Craig is is an X factor, but I actually think Michael Porter might be a bigger agree. a yeah. bigger X factor because there is a world, and we might be living in this very world in which Michael Porter is the leading scorer in this series. <laughs> oh man! I mean, I, look, hold me. Four games ago, we were talking about like I'm is this the dude thirty seven, thirty twenty seven back to back games now. His efficiency has kind of stayed high, even though the numbers have been lower. But it's also been a little wonky, right? Not playing the same minutes and all this or that. There is a world in which Michael Porter comes out. Shoots 55, 60% on the series and is a 23, 24 point per game. And they're just like, well, yeah, like. None of this shit matters. No, yeah, none yeah. of this other stuff, man. Yeah. Like, oh, Yoke struggled tonight, but it doesn't matter because Michael Porter has 35. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got a, we got a, a highlight from today's game that might, uh, le- might give us an insight into uh, wow. how the, the series might play out. Right? Guess, Production team on point. Let's see if we can, we can figure let's this out. We're going to rate the highlight without our numbers. Okay, let's rate the highlight. So, okay. Oh, swings it to the open man. Is this a oh, handout video? Oh! <laughs> Unbelievable! If the Nuggets uh, if the Nuggets lose this first round series, that's going to be the definitive highlight of the season. Uh, Tropic Thunder reference. He went full Tory Craig. <laughs> yeah, you never go full. Never Tory. go full Tory Craig. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do some quick lightning round stuff. Jokic's right. stat line in the bubble. Eric, you go first. So you set the bar way higher than anyone else. So be honest, though. Um, I really. I mean, I I think that Jokic will be. I think he'll be a 30-point scorer. Um, <laughs> I do. I do. 30 I, I think, points? I think, well, I, he I averages 20, so that's a lot more. I, I see it. I mean, I really do think that Jokic has a switch, will flip said switch, will start to score, realizes that, you know, like, he just has a well of energy, a, a reserve of energy that he's been cultivating all season. I, I really think he's just, we're going to see. I mean, do you remember how he looked last year in the playoffs? Like, he was just <laughs> locked yeah. in. Like, I'll never forget. Right. I, I think we're going to get that. Uh, this is the year that if he does it again, we say, do you remember what Jokic looks like in the playoffs? Not in last year's playoffs. Right. Just, do you remember what playoff Jokic is? Yeah. He's a top four player on the planet. And he's not four. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, and, you know, I think he'll, he'll like average the, right near a triple-double, if not a triple-double. Wow. What did Jokic average in the playoffs? Twenty-five, last year? Points, twelve, and eight. Twenty-five a game, right? 
I think he is going to average slightly <laughs> less than that in the first round. I, I will yeah. say he averages 24, uh, 10, and 8.5. And he doesn't have to carry the scoring load like he did in last year's playoffs. That's a big thing. So I think That's his true. scoring average is going to be point. slightly down. And rebounding, I think his rebounding numbers have been down because he's been sharing the floor with Michael Porter Jr. Absolutely. so much. Michael and Porter APJ Jr. grabs so many rebounds. He's such a good rebounder. So I think he'll be dominant, but 24, 10, and 8.5. And down to 20 in points per game, 9 in rebounds, 10 or 11 in assists. I love that. I love that take. I think I'm closest to you over here. I think he's going to have some big scoring games. I think mm-hmm. he'll... I think he might have a 30-point game or two where it's just kind of like, oh, man, his three-point shot was going down, and yeah. he really did it. But I think overall he'll probably average around 22, 22 <coughs> points because I do think there's going to be games where, 20, oh, 10, 10. game one, he had 35 points. All right, Utah strategy, change it up. Boom, totally. now he's just picking them apart, and he has he has 12 points this game, but he dominates anyway. Uh, I think it's going to be 23, 22, 23 points per game. I think it's going to be around 10 rebounds a game, and I think it's going to be 11, 12 assists. I would not be surprised if he got a triple-double wow. average here. I think the rebounds will be close. The assists will be close. But, look, I put this out, and I'm going to keep saying it. He has two games with 13 assists, both games in which he did not play in the fourth quarter. Inside this bubble, you give him Jamal Murray, you give him Jeremy Grant, you give him Michael Porter Jr., and people assists. That, just people like, that knock down the shots. He right? can't, exactly. Cheap, cheap assists. I think, I think if Yoke had not even way, cheap, though, because he's making them. It's like, true. you think about this, the Jeremy Grant one where he throws a little wraparound pass, and it, like, curves around the defense that's not a cheap assist it's just easy for Jokic yeah that's true I think if Jokic has his way over the course of his career the points and the assists work their way to 15 you want to know what's funny though and and it's just like the only reason I disagree with you is that the perfect Jokic offense that tension is so perfect that you take away one the other goes up and teams are just going to constantly be like it's like whack-a-mole you hit the one and the other one comes up and it's just you can't ever I mean it's just at a certain point three assists a game are just going to be Michael just ran to the rim, and he's like, oh, oh yeah, 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 here's the oh, ball. Yeah, yeah you know? for sure, for sure. Um, Jamal Murray stat line. I'll go this way this time. That's tough. 22? If we go through 22. the bubble and we extrapolate for 40 minutes, because I think that's about what your starters play, he was at 23 and a half. 22, f- f- 5 and 5? Oh, man. 22, 5 You're low, five. you're low. I will go 23 and a half points, um, five rebounds, six assists. Mm, I see him scoring 25 points per game. That's part of the ascension. Wow. Um, <laughs> five and five. So I'm a little different than you guys. I think it's going to be about 23 points per game, similar to Jokic. I think it's going to be... Six rebounds, seven assists. I actually think his assists and rebounds are going to be up high. If you look at the bubble against it's only four games per 40 minutes. He's been rebounding. Eight rebounds, seven assists over this game. Yeah. I mean, his assists have been really great. The two-minute game with him and Jokic, when you give him space, turns out it's pretty easy. Um, Michael Porter Jr., this will be our last one. Uh, I guess, Man, uh, I guess Harrison, you go. I'll go. Hmm. Hmm. I will go. In the comments, I want to hear it, too. Give us, give us. I want to hear these Michael Porter Jr. predictions. Andrew Mulmurray, if you haven't sent him in. 17 points. Nice. Um, nine rebounds. Two assists per game. I yeah. guess with him, the assist isn't as important. Maybe yeah. just the shooting percentage. Yeah, I, I think we're going to get about 15 points per game. I think we're going to have 39% high, from three. Super high. We're going to have a game where he scores another 27, 30 points, and then we're going to have the variability of just, you know, the, the, the what's been the MPJ experience. Um, but overall, it's going to be impactful. Um, and then, his, his, you know, he'll, he'll get around nine rebounds a game. His assists, you know, negligible. Okay. 
Um, efficient though. Uh, I think as you average it out, like probably very efficient on some games and not very efficient on others. Yeah, I think he's going to also be up and down, but I think it's going to average out to 18 points per game. I think he's good. Oh, I think man. 18 points per game, I think he's going to uh, have a really nice percentage, especially from three, and I wouldn't be surprised if he started a little slow and picked it up as the series goes on, in part because if, w if we're right about our first two predictions, Jamal Murray and Jokic right. doing really well. You bend everything, and then the, the other guys open up. So right. I, I think he might have one or two games in the series where he looks like the best scorer on the court, yeah, and, and if that happens, his average will get up to 18. I agree. I had 18 and 9. 18 and 9? And I think I think Harrison nailed it, probably just under 40%. I think he goes like 5 for 7, like two different games, and then there's a couple of nights where it's just not falling. But 18 and 9, and and to be clear, I think if you're getting that from Yoke, Murray, and MPJ... This is a perfect third option. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're... Perfect. You're winning. We'll do predictions on the uh, on the dnvr.com. I guess we could save that just yeah. so, so people have something to look forward to. Um, we're going to have more preview stuff over the weekend. I'm going to do a deep dive, basically like a giant edition of the list where I look at things um, from the film and try to kind of highlight some different things. And then guess what, guys? I'm going to talk to George Carl. You ever heard of him? George, George Carl. Carl. Was Denver he the Nuggets old wooden coach? ship used in the Civil War era? <laughs> George Carl, you're the worst. George <laughs> Carl's going to hop on the Keeping It 1000 pod. I hope you're subscribed to that, guys, on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, wherever, Google subscribe, Play. Subscribe, rate, review. Subscribe, rate, and say. review. We need more ratings and reviews on there for sure. But George Carl and I are going to sit down. We're going to look at some film, and we're going to talk about this series from a coach's perspective. Mm, what he, see he said, if he's Denver, he wants Utah. He said that's the matchup they clearly want. So yeah. I'm very excited to hear why he thinks that, if he still thinks that. I agree. And then to kind of follow along with him as the series goes on. It's great because I'm going to do this show with him, and then we're going to do two more during the, the playoff round. So basically cool. every two games, we're going to have another sort of sit down with him Very and talk cool. about how the series is going. I can't wait for that. Keep your eye out for it. Um, lastly, guys, or two more things. One, leave a rating review. I see a lot of people have put a thumbs up on YouTube. We thank you so much. Thumbs Subscribe. Up to you, you don't miss thumbs up to the you. list. You don't miss all the other things we're doing. We'll have a little bit of fun before we get out of here, because producer oh, nice. guy, can you do you have a camera? Do you, is there a way for you? Do you need to come out record, here to be on his up name. front? It's, he, Adam's not calling him the producer guy. He just is. He's producer. Yeah, producer guy. Yeah, his Tony name is guy. About the shirt. I want there you to see the, the jersey. Do you see it? Do we have it? I don't see it on the screen. The monitor. We, oh, here it is. Oh, yeah. So he is the proud owner of a Rainbow Skyline Gary Harris jersey, which you know, like we still love Gary. No Harris. undershirt have, too. Brother. Yeah, no undershirt. Look at the guns. I mean, absolutely. Look at he was attacked by an Oh my god. Lettuce diet, Eric. He's on that fresh lettuce. Us ugly. Unfortunately for guys. The, Our the demographic is 99% male. <laughs> lady, lady, lady. Yeah, He's single. <laughs> um, we actually, I don't know if you guys know this, but DNVR crushes the female demographic. Like, sure. The top one Rel percentile for what Those are not accurate uh, demographics for the record. <laughs> That's right. Um, but guy who got the Gary Harris jersey, and we were talking... There's a chance Gary Harris has played. He's appeared in his last Denver Nuggets jersey. I don't want to get too much of a downer wow, here, man. but we don't well, know if he's going to play. But one thing I got, I got us to thinking, we were having a fun topic of uh, a fun conversation. What is the best Denver Nuggets jersey? If you have no, oh, if no. you're if you're jumping on board and you're buying a Denver Nuggets jersey, what is the one that you say this is the oh, one you no, have I'm, to get? Factoring I, everything. Oh, in. I made I I was I misunderstood. Oh my God, jersey! I mean, oh, I, what the <laughs> hell is this? Crap? I, 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 I misunderstood. <laughs> I, I misunderstood. I, I thought you were jersey having jersey Wow, look at this thing. <laughs> is vote on there? You didn't put Brandon vote? Are you kidding? Oh, his head, his cartoon head. I see. Okay, yeah. He's literally. Was that not a joke? I was looking for a card. I, mis oh I misunderstood. Uh, I, I, I did my, my senior week in Seaside, New Jersey, the same week uh, that crew came back from Jersey Shore in Italy. So I met them. And oh, Paul, Pauly D's hair, if you, like, knock on it, it's, like, hollow. That's you so can crazy. hear, like, a ringing. 
And uh, Snooky is even shorter than you think. All right. Well, th- thanks for that detail. Um, <laughs> this is, this is, I'm outdated in pop culture. Am I? I'm details. outdated. Okay. So um, jerseys. Eric, you're a jersey guy. I'm a Jersey guy. You're gonna you you're a brand Brandon's new a Jersey you're guy. a brand new diehard. You're, you're you're you really want to get the best jersey to own. Yeah, a lot of factors going forward. Um, you know. The best jersey to own of the Denver Nuggets is the blue Mile High City jersey uh, that is Nikola Jokic. Okay, that's it's both safe and this is going versatile it's because it's the best looking jersey. I mean, everybody loves the the rainbow. You can get the black rainbow. Black rainbow is an alternate choice here. Um, I just personally really love that that blue. I mean. But I, that it to feels me, like Jokic too. That to me will be the jersey that represents Jokic far after mm-hmm. totally. th- in this era. Yeah. That is the Jokic era jersey. Yeah. yeah. If you get the rainbow skyline throwback, that's an Alex English yeah, jersey, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. If you get the like m- yes. the maroon '90s one, that's yeah, the Tumbo yeah. jersey. I mean, yeah, you the black the, sky, the, the powder Wallace. blue, a black, mellow jersey. Or yeah, exactly. Black skyline. The black skyline is an MPJ jersey. Okay. Because Ooh, it's a little flashy. I like that. Um, I like Ooh, that. I do like that too. I like. All right. That. So number one, what about you? What's what jersey is number one? Michael Porter Jr. Black skyline. It's a good one, man. Because when everyone has the Lakers jersey, um, I'm just kidding. Oh, you're the worst. You're the absolute worst. I am just kidding. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) No, no. Big big market vote. I (laughs) did. That was was a joke. Shining in. That was a joke. I have a serious answer. I think to me, if you were wearing... (laughs) Winners hang with winners. Winners hang with winners. If you were wearing this jersey to me, I'd be like, man, you're a real one. Okay, what is it? Wancho Ernan Gomez, <laughs> white rainbow skyline. That might be the Wancho jersey. Actually. That's too that small market now. I've gone is. from big market. It's not even here. Yeah. I, I, I stand by it. If no, he was still here, it. if Denver just was like, F it, we're just keeping him like in the Vladko role, like I would 100% have a Wancho and a Venture jersey. Sure. Nuggets fans should just operate under that reality. You know, they, they were available the whole time he was here. You could have had one. Uh, you know, I knew that we had to see uh. if he got that second contract. <laughs> I had to see. I like what you were saying about the uh, black uh, skyline MPJ jersey. That's that a, is totally his jersey, that's, that's man. That's the combo. The new age Nuggets. That's you know why? Because he got the start against Sacramento. It was his first start. So there's like yeah. a little history, I wasn't even a little thinking nugget about there. That, but yeah, it all makes sense. I think the Jokic blue, I think that one really fits. I think the Porter black, that one really fits. Yeah. I think the Jamal Murray one, that's... White? Even, the white? Uh, no, because I don't really like the white or the navy. I just something about yeah, it. They they're, don't, they're boring. They're a little boring. I, like I would whites. get a Murray... Uh, of the uh, either white sky- skyline or of the blue uh, city, but you get after that. We got to see how this off season goes. Right. The bold, bold Denver Nuggets jersey and the Jeremy Grant Denver Nuggets jersey might soon mm. become the like the bold, you know, the, the, the version jersey. of the Gary Harris. Like when the Gary Harrison, I'm sure when you bought this, it was like, okay, that's the one for the like, that's the one that you're the one, you know, you got their early LP record, you know, like that's what that would be if you get the bold, bold one. I feel like Nuggets jersey sales are going to be one MPJ, two bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. no, hundred yeah. percent. Like, Three Jamal Murray, four yeah. Jokic, four, four Jokic. Jeremy Grant, yeah. <laughs> five Latko Chancher, six. But Jokic. the bowl bowl jersey is just—it's a nice jersey to have. Yeah, that bowl, that bowl jersey is going to be D A F, dope A F. I feel like bold the bold jersey though is whatever the next one is. I agree. You know what I mean? Like they're going to have a new jersey next year. You know year what it's going to be bold. next year? It's going to be skyline. the royal blue skyline next and, year. And bold rocking is going to be. It's exactly what's going to happen. Royal blue? Yep. So it can almost have a little bit of like if it was navy blue, which I know it won't be like that darker blue. It could be like a Matumbo, the new yes. Matumbo. Yes. So they're going to have that a would three be the bold jersey. Three they blue jerseys. Yeah, they will. I don't know how I feel about that. That's ooh. What if it is the what if it's the midnight? Um, what is it? The dark blue. The that. navy that could be kind of cool. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, it, it would be shades of the of the black one. Yeah. We'll see. It, but we're going to get a blue rainbow. You can mark that down. Take it to the bank, baby. Alrighty, guys. That Take was just a, a fun game. little thing to wrap it up. <laughs> Next time we're going to be sitting right here. It'll either be a winner's lounge or a loser's lounge. Cool. And I promise you, either way, it is going to be intense. A lounge. It'll be a lounge. It's going to be a lounge. One way or It's going to be intense. I can't wait. Ugh. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep before then. I can't wait for it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We can't wait to see be with you guys again here in a couple days. Have a good one. So, guys, right now at Green Mountain Dental Group, they are giving DNVR listeners, DNVR members, a free Sonicare toothbrush. All you got to do is schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. If you've never been to Green Mountain Dental Group, check it out. Our sales director, Lindsay, just had her wisdom teeth removed from Green Mountain Dental Group. She had a great experience. Tons of DNVR employees, tons of people on our staff go to Green Mountain Dental Group. So if you are in need of a cleaning x-ray and exam, schedule one at Green Mountain Dental Group. They will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush today.